time of great turmoil in Gov's domain. With the destruction of the church's spire at Bodhi and a dead sun creaking through the sky, the habitat is in disarray. Opportunistic governors and self-styled warlords clash across the domain, and the very land seems to revolt. Great beasts emerge from beneath the sand, colossal creatures out of half-remembered legend. Most are benign, even benevolent, but sometimes the radiation from the dead sun corrupts these gentle giants. When that happens, the people call out for someone to stop the destruction help heal these magnificent monsters. People call out for the Monster Care Squad. These are their stories. acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Caetzee, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. You know about the cure for goo foot. The cure for goo foot is you have to inject this into the sweat gland and that can mean multiple injections but the cure for goo foot is a uh, an herbal mixture a concoction that you make from the sweat of a healthy dog. And you will also need um, a couple of different plants that you can find in the desert to get the juices, one from the juices of the flower, one from a pulp that you grind up in the root. And obviously sand. Sure, sand. There you go. So you know that's the cure for goo foot. Well, it sounds like we're going to have to make a mighty big batch of this cure to cure goo Now, Ubasi has more than one wound. This is the one you know about in your diagnosis phase. You know about this wound and you know about this cure. So the synthesis phase is what comes next. Synthesis. Yeah. Monster care squad specialists don't carry around every single imaginable poultice, cure, and tonic in their bags. That would be really unwieldy. And besides, most monsters tend to respond best to local treatments and methods. So on-site procurement is the name of the game, and the synthesis phase is all that. Mechanically, it's similar to diagnosis. You'll be making moves and taking actions to brew medicine, prepare tools, and uncover local wisdom to better prepare yourself to face the monster and stop false gold-induced rampage, or the splinter radiation-induced rampage here, before it gets out of hand. Success in this phase gives you a boost in the symbiosis phase and equips you with the exact tool you need to solve the problem. You can see there's a list of synthesis moves. Okay, here's the plan. Shopping list. Seeking Wisdom, Take of the World, Novel Application, Pharmacy. Pharmacy is the capstone move for the synthesis phase. Your synthesis phase is also a four-step clock. Okay, so probably we'd want to do maybe shopping list sounds like a good move to try first. Okay. I don't have very good acuity, or do I? No, I don't have good acuity. I only have zero. Does anyone have a plus one in acuity? Remember, you can also use your training or backgrounds to give yourself uh, an extra D4 on those rolls. I have diagnosis on my acuity or persuasion zero. Well, I tell you what, pretty get, I know where we can get some sand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's pretty everywhere. I was talking about the sand, what's inside and these pockets. Good luck. Pocket sand. Yeah, good old reliable pocket sand. 
Yeah, I don't think sand is going to be the difficult thing to find here. <laughs> well, I was hoping you might you might accept the fact that I disagree with you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I accept your disagreement. I just yeah. love this weird. I rolled to disagree. I rolled to disbelieve <laughs> that Yarrow somehow can speak to all of us. <laughs> yep, you, you learn to see many things sight beyond sight within the desert. If you look into that place where you dare not look, you will see that I am there staring back at you. Do not gaze too long into the arrow. He looked into the TARDIS and TARDIS looked into him. Okay, so it sounds like you wanted to do the shopping there, and Penny. Oh, oh yes, I am a fancy boy who will do the shopping. All right, fancy lad. You you go ahead and you be fancy. Ten penny, ten penny is a day, but you know, a lad at this juncture, I said, they'll use it. It's just a 2d6 without anything added. I got an eight. Yay. Good eight. Something. Okay. On a seven to nine, there's a middleman or a barrier between you and what you need. Figure out how to get around it or spend one supply to make it go away. Okay. So oh. these, these desert flowers and uh, the, uh, the root pulp that you need are available in the local market. In the local marketplace, normally you'd just be able to buy this with your walking around cash. But um, as it turns out, the goo foot has been spreading to a lot of the local animals in the past couple of days. So these items are at a premium and they've got a, a restriction on how much flour and root pulp people can purchase so as you go up to the to the store and you're like you know one flower juice or one bushel of flower juice you probably figure you need a lot and mm-hmm. as much root pulp as you can sell me and uh, the person at the stall says as much as i would love to sell you all of my flower juice and root pulp i simply can't there's been an epidemic of goo foot around here as you may have heard no i have not heard about this this reminds me of the last time there was an epidemic. It was really hard to find things I needed. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to use my allure because I have a background in persuasion to get this extra. Oh, so you're going to roll your you're going to roll an ace to add to that roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, so roll a d4. Also, mark when you've spent your training or backgrounds, folks. When you're okay. using those. I think they reset at uh, the end of a mission. Okay, that's a two. That brings you up to a 10, which is yeah. a full success. Okay. Nice. Do you say anything in particular to persuade this individual? Well, you see, shopkeep. Thing is, I... Yes, I'm the shopkeep. I'm... What does he sound like Maximilian Pegasus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shopkeep, and this is my pharmacy. I'm very important around here, you know. And this is my millennium piece. Right. Well, that, why are we stating facts? Well, uh, you see, the thing is, I need a lot of this to cure the giant monster, Ubasi. So, unless you want your shop to be smushed, you're going to give me this. The shopkeep looks down and says, I've seen too many shops smushed by Ubasi's rage already. Very well. I shall make you a priority client for now the people of the village will be deeply saddened but perhaps we will still be able to forage enough flower juice and root pulp to rescue their pets as well and livestock here take it plenty of sand to go around to make more uh so you have you have a large amount of uh, of those things now i'm going to count that as a success on your clock Huzzah. Um, can we say that canonically uh, we called in more of it 
so that this town <laughs> yeah you can absolutely uh you can absolutely say that you tried to pull some strings to get yeah. uh, a larger supply in i mean it's not going to be enough for us right away but yeah it'll arrive eventually in, yeah. you know a couple days most of the animals should be able to hold out until then so you've got two of the main ingredients here you've got juice of a desert flower and the pulp of a desert plant's root you need healthy dog sweat what else can we do as moves here we can always ask the boss. Someone else. Are there dogs in the village? Yeah, there's dogs in every village. People love dogs. There's a dog right there. A lot of these dogs <laughs> have the goo foot, though. Oh. That dog's got the goo foot. Oh, we need healthy doggos. Mm-hmm. That dog is stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> Spider doge. I'm just imagining Keva freaking out about this. What? <laughs> Not the goo foot. No. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to risk incredible danger, and I'm going to try to secure dog sweat from that dog what's on the roof. (laughs) Okay. You're going to need a lot of dog sweat for this. You can't because it's already infected, right? Well, you risk incredible danger or act with great bravery to get a vital component for the cure. Um, I'm going to make as many dog sweat as I can. Okay. (laughs) Track Track down healthy dogs and make them sweat. Yep. That's what I do. Okay. I'm your I'm Yarrow. Dog sweat extraordinaire. So okay. this reminds me of a really ridiculous family story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Was going around getting dog sweat? No, it was dog drool. Oh. Oh. Yeah. My, Makes it better in every way. My dad used to tell us really ridiculous stories about this young boy named Clarence, uh, who um was, was Clarence. Yeah. Would get into predicaments, and because my brother was obsessed with Back to the Future, Clarence had to help Doc Brown get something to power the flux capacitor. So Doc Brown, for some reason, they needed all this dog spit, and there was a huge quarry convention in this town. So Clarence had to go around with these Dixie cups and get this corgi spit. Delightful. This was a big part of my childhood. My dad telling us Clarence stories. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> are you making your roll then? Yeah, I'm going to do that. All right, Yarrow. I'm going to emotionally, re- emotionally recover from that story. I hope Yarrow is using Dixie cups. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. I am always delighted by your stories. I got an eight. You rolled an eight. Okay, on a seven to nine, pick one from the option. Mark one clock segment as successful, gain a session ace, gain one supply, learn the name and effects of one wound. What do y'all think? Straight success or learn about one of the other wounds? I'm leading towards learn one of the other wounds. Yeah. Well, we're still preparing. That's my thinking as well. Okay. In the midst of collecting dog sweat, Yarrow has a startling revelation. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're out collecting dog sweat. And uh, how do you give give us a little montage? What's one of the scenes we see? Arrow gets on top of Shosher and sees all the dogs in the village arrayed before him. Many of them infected with the goo foot, which are terrible disease. Hmm. But but Arrow narrows his eyes that are already always narrowed. I mean, he grabs the reins off of Shosher and cracks them. And he chases the dogs around the village and shepherding them like a dog shepherd, a reverse shepherd, really. Like a, instead of a shepherd dog, it's like a, like I said, a dog shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I, I just chase them until they're good and tired and they're panting off in the shade and I go over there with a bolt and I fill it a couple times and put it in a barrel. All right. And while that's happening, 
I look out into the desert. What do you realize, Yaro? Tell me about this wound that you understand now. The on top of the goofa, you know, the goofa that wouldn't weaken the gums of the the mighty beast Dubasi. There's something something else going on. I think that Basi has also got giant kaiju gingivitis. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, is it scurvy? But Basi needs to eat more fruit. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna call this Giga Scurvy. Giga Scurvy. <laughs> okay, so Giga Scurvy. Let's figure out. You can be showered with falling teeth when you are around Ubasi. Ubasi has many teeth and they grow back uh, under normal circumstances. Okay. We forgot about the shark part of Ubasi. Yeah, there's the yeah. shark part of Ubasi, lest we forget. Uh, shark teeth. Just, just the mouth. Yeah. You can be showered with falling teeth, which pushes players back, one on the control track. You can also drop an exploding tooth near the player. So one of the teeth might shatter because it's become fragile from the Giga Scurvy and uh, pelt people nearby with ivory debris. That's the Giga Scurvy that you've discovered. And that horrible realization, because we don't have the success, I accidentally knock over the barrel of uh, dog spot. <laughs> And so you, you still have the dog sweat. I scoop it back up. It's just, I'm not going to mark that as a success. You have some dog sweat. You don't have enough dog sweat. I got some dog sweat over here in this barrel. Also, I, I think Ubasi has Giga Scurvy. That would make sense with the teeth falling out and the bleeding. Mm. And you don't a lot of citrus. Yep. Yeah. All right, Giga Citrus. Giga Citrus. Anything vitamin C heavy. What's a vitamin? It's what makes beans taste so good. My God. <laughs> Love Yara. <laughs> Season three. Okay. So you've got some dog sweat. You need more dog sweat. You've got a sufficient amount of flower juice and root pulp. You can probably find sand here in the desert. Okay. So we have enough fruit juice for the Giga Scurvy. You haven't uh, gathered anything for the Giga Scurvy yet. Yeah. I'm, you have, I'm you have recognized the Giga Scurvy. Oh, okay. What about uh, applying a novel application? Yeah. When you invent a new way to apply a medicine or treatment, tell the table about what it is and ask the guide for a complication. The guide may give you up to three of the following complications. So does somebody have a novel application? Is it for the uh, treatment for the goo foot or is it something related to treating giga scurvy? I'm now looking at uh, things that are good about treating um, that have high vitamin C. Sweet potato. There's lots Ooh. of yams. I have an idea. What we do is we take sweet potato paste and we apply it. Oh, wait. Should I keep doing that or should I roll? <laughs> well, there's the move. Okay, here's the plan. When you have a cunning plan for how to deal with the monster, roll plus fine. And you can ask me questions. What are the foreseeable risks with this plan? I have fine. Okay. I have wound dressing and fine. Okay. What do we need to make this plan work, or what is one unforeseen risk to this plan? Okay, so I roll. You roll plus fine. And if you have relevant aces, it's always a good time. Like, don't be don't yeah. uh, be shy about spending those things. With with the wound dressing to say, I I know how to apply this poultice upon the mouth to heal this faster. So roll. Uh, okay, total nine. What? Okay, on a seven to nine, just pick one from the list. Okay. What are the foreseeable risks with this plan? What do we need to make this plan work? What is one unforeseen risk to this plan? <laughs> the plan, which is we're going to apply this sweet potato paste to its mouth. Sterile sweet potato paste. Yep. Checks out. Peter paste. I have like an idea of what the foreseeable risks are. 
So what's an unforeseeable risk to this plan, Matt? Okay. Uh, an unforeseeable risk to this plan. Well, the Giga Scurvy obviously requires you to get near its mouth. So you know the foreseeable risk. It might bite you, chomp you, eat you up. Yeah, he's a dentist. An unforeseen risk to this plan is that giant monsters already don't have the best breath necessarily. But when they have a infection that affects their gums in this way, like Giga Scurvy, the heat of their breath can be enough to parboil exposed flesh. And of course, the smell is terrible. It can yeah. cause nausea. Yeah, the, those two problems are mentioned in the degree of their severity. <laughs> so the plan will be you two take care of the feet and I will take care of the mouth. But I will need protective gear when I apply the sweet potato paste. Like a raincoat. Yes. I got a raincoat in the bag. Something that will protect me from terrible smell and being baked. Like a heat-resistant raincoat. Yep. I don't got one of them. I'm thinking something in leather. That sounded weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yara wants to ask one of the locals about resisting uh, kaiju heat breath. Seeking wisdom. It's a very specific ask. What can I say? You could always ask our seeking wisdom. I want to more ask about like protective heat gear or breathing filters mm-hmm. or large quantities of sweet potato. They're all things that you apparently need. So for seeking wisdom, the two questions are where can we get an, an absolute buttload of sweet potatoes and where can we get heat resistant gear mm-hmm. for protection? Yeah. The, the bad breath you're just going to have to deal with. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just throw up. It's fine. He won't eat anything beforehand, so it's just dry heaves. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> just roll my 2d6 uh, and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're out and about asking around in the marketplace and so on about this, and uh, you find a, an elderly lady around your age. He says, Howdy. Yes, young man, how may I assist you? <laughs> I'm looking for a NASA sweet potatoes, the likes of which uh, no one in this village has seen before, and we need a possibly leather protective gear for us to resist massive amounts of heat sweet potatoes and heat hmm yep. heat resistant well why don't you roll your dice and we'll see how helpful i am <laughs> what if i waggle my eyebrows at you <laughs> i can handle old people flirting better all right you got a seven i got a seven what do you say to that young, ma- young madam okay so uh, you can ask me two questions. One answer will be a lie and one will be the truth. Okay. The lady says, well, in terms of protection from the heat, the best way to protect yourself from great heat like that is to smear your body with rendered animal fat. I don't, uh, correct. Go, go on. If you need to find sweet potatoes, we do have a growing cavern underneath the town it has unfortunately been overrun by fire spiders but there was a large quantity of sweet potatoes there unfortunately we can't get to them due to the aforementioned fire spiders cannot has yero ever heard of fire spiders they're a new thing uh, uh, one of the one of the monsters that have thought of maybe it's hard to say but they're spiders could just be regular fire spiders yeah it's from, like uh, what if what if fire ants and spiders got whipped up in a horrible blender of doom Mm-hmm. These spiders have, uh, like, they have each one has a glowing ember uh, in place of an abdomen. And uh, mm-hmm. when the spider feels threatened, the ember bursts into flame and they charge whatever is bothering them. Ooh. 
something new for Maeve to play with when she comes back down. Maybe. It's canon now, Matt. You've mm-hmm. you've done this to yourself. <laughs> I'm sitting here I'm like, did I make those? No. <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> well, uh, thank you, young lady. I'll be sure to take your ministrations into careful consideration. Let me know if you need any help applying that animal fat. Yep. She waves farewell. All right. And I'd like to try to get at those sweet potatoes. Uh, I wander back into wherever the party is, and Yarrow stands silhouetted in the doorway like a cowboy. And he tips his. Does he swing open the doors? Like I think. Like... No. I think he probably trips on his way in. Yeah, there's a. There's a hive of fire spiders beneath the town, and apparently that old lady wants to cover me in animal grease for some as to yet unknown reason. But she seems to believe that smothering myself in rendered animal fat would make me resistant to extreme heat, such as the vitriolic breath of a giant creature with gigaskirt. Hmm, okay. Well, um... I'll go into the fire spider nest, but I ain't gonna get... Covered with no animal fat. Yeah, I, I guess I will have to be me since I'll be the one going in its mouth. Something tells me one of the two things that I was told just ain't sitting right with me, but I can't decide on which one it is. But something tells me that something I was told was an untruth and the other one was as true as the sunrise. Well, if you find actual f- fire spiders guarding sweet potatoes, then you'll know that the fat is the falsehood and then if you don't find the fire spiders and the um sweet potatoes then uh then that's the falsehood i'm just gonna throw it out there i'm gonna imagine the fire spiders are real because i'm sort of a pessimist just to be clear your characters don't know that one of those is a lie (laughs) no i know (laughs) (laughs) i like to play with the fourth wall when i'm playing a yarrow (laughs) the arrow of the fourth wall broken Yarrow when the walls fell. Yarrow oh. when the walls fell. And Yarrow when the walls were built back up and then they fell over again because I didn't put them up properly. He's a cowboy and they're more uh, used to tearing down fences than building them. Ten penny and their mouth <laughs> is open. I'm going into the caverns beneath 3-2. All right. Well, uh, this sounds like take of the world. Yep. I can see in the dark too. You can. Ooh course both of my cats are not sleeping on the new cat bed i got them oh. is burning a specialty uh character ace as well uh let's see specialties i think work a little differently specialties please load okay it's a sentence that lists two things your character can do that no one else can these are abilities and special skills that your character will always succeed at you can write anything here but it should have a very specific utility so you can always see in the dark for uh, x amount of time right yep um, hmm. you can succeed automatically at seeing in the dark. I don't know how helpful that is, but I don't because they're fire spiders. Yeah. Like it doesn't say that clearly it's going to help in some way. I'm just not sure exactly because it doesn't say that you can use it as an piece. It just says you automatically succeed. The thing you succeed at is seeing in the dark. Well, I do that real good. Okay. And I'll just roll the 2d6 plus one. All right. Yarrow turns on his special eyes and he goes into the dark. Look with your special eyes. <laughs> Okay, you got an eight. On a seven to nine, pick one. Mark one clock segment as successful. Gain a session ace. Gain one supply or learn the name and effects of one wound. I'll take the success. I have charmed the fire spiders and they bring me the potatoes. 
Okay. I just know usually a monster will have three wounds, but because we're doing a shorter session, they've only got only got two here. Okay, so mark a segment as successful. That is done. I conquered those spiders. I'm their queen now. <laughs> oh no. You can just call me Yarrow, mother of spiders. No. <laughs> I have another civil war brewing. <laughs> the fire spiders, uh, they sing a cacophonous song. It reminds me of the chaos of the desert. So what does it look like as you do this? This fire spiders, as you approach, their embers burst into flames. They begin their charge towards you, skittering across the walls, ceilings, and floors of the tunnel. Yarrow uh, narrows, has already narrowed eyes and says, hold up, don't you do that. The spiders pause still burning as they look at you, but there's a glimmer of intelligence in their many thousands of eyes as they look at you. They pause. I have a, and I have a bunch of potatoes to take care of the creature known as Ubasi. If you want, if you bring me the potatoes, I'll, I'll come down here and read you a book. At the mention of Ubasi, uh, the spiders pause and then their embers dim back to the glowing state. The spiders withdraw, allowing you to pass. Right. I don't know if that means you want me to read you the book later. Okay. A couple of their abdomens glow again, as if in affirmation, but most of them don't seem that interested in the book. I can't understand binary. <laughs> so you have secured a large amount of sweet potato. I found the sweet potatoes. There were fire spiders, which means you don't, you should not cover yourself in animal fat. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you're still going to do it, though. <laughs> yep. So Ten Penny is going to be like, okay, I need to get the animal fat put on under my leather protect gear. Think that we could use margarine. It is also still a fad. That's as much a uh, chemical understanding as I have. So the things you still need are more dog sweat and apparently rendered animal fat. Isaac, can you can you call can you call that man whose name has been torn from the, the slate within my mind? Cavallo. Your boss. Seeker Cavallo. <laughs> boss man. There you go. The guy. The guy what sent me here. My moral opposite. I mean, I'm sure I could get more dog sweat on my own and then uh, what would they use animal fat? Don't they use that to make candles sometimes? Yeah. Go out and find a desert whale. Oh, blubber. No. Not I mean, the if whales. there's land sharks, it tracks that it would be land whales. Okay. So you can probably, you don't need a gigantic amount of rendered animal fat because it's not to cover the giant monster. It's to cover the smallest person in your party. <laughs> yep. This elf child. You got 20 years. You can probably get the animal fat without even rolling anything like, it's assumed that you've got walking around money enough to buy regular stuff. And, you know, buying a tub of animal fat is probably not that weird in this setting because there are a lot of different uses that you might have for it. I just imagine yeah. this. Don't mind me just walking around with my tub of animal fat. Such as covering yourself with it to face it off against a giant, a giant monster. Yeah, this almost child-sized person just taking handfuls of this animal fat and just... Don't worry, I, I will help you. I will just pelt them at you like snowballs. You can get, you know, you can get lard from the <laughs> kitchens. You can get tallow from the candle factories. Like it's, there's lots of places you can get animal fat. Now, remember, Isa, I'm really good at fighting with gobs of stuff, but can you please get my back? Always. <laughs> such as it has been, such as it will be. We've got our friends back. Um, For... So should we try to procure more sweat from our leader's dogs? Do we want to roll the, the that? Yeah, you can call him. Can I have the caller thingy? Oh, Isa's got it. So Isa, do you want to call Seeker Cavallo? I'll sit sure. down over here. 
Also done next to Yaro. It's a, it's a conference call on speaker. Thank you for letting me feel included. <laughs> yeah, does this count as seeking wisdom? Are we allowed to use the same move? Well, Seeker Cavallo is from this area, but... Uh, okay. I guess we'll have to decide if we need a move for this. I was basically just asking him to bring his dogs to get more... So it's swap. more of shopping list that you're doing. But are we are we allowed to use the same move twice? Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. If it makes sense. Okay. Does Isa want to do this since I did the last one? Uh, sure. What a shopping list. Yeah, I, I don't have acuity, but I'll try it. I didn't you either. You can always roll an ace if you've got any relevant backgrounds or trainings. Not not, not much in the way of dog sweat, but negotiating I'll, I'll try the or talking to people or anything like that. You can tell it's, no. you can tell it's late. We're just, we're just sort of like, uh... Yeah, I don't have anything related to. I mean, I'll 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 do the roll. I just don't have any aces related yeah, just, to it. Just roll it. Well, you're gonna crit anyways. Now you jinxed me. <laughs> oh, never mind. What I do? I got you an eleven. <laughs> is what I did. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah. So you've rolled an eleven, which is a ten plus. So, um, shopping list on a ten plus, you know where to get it, who has it, or where it grows. Uh, all right. So you call up. Oh, hi. It's Seeker Cavallo. Who is it? Is this Isa? Yes, yeah, Seeker, this is Isa. How can I help you? We find ourselves uh, in a shortage of healthy dog sweat to help cure the goo foot. We've exhausted the healthy dogs in the village. Uh, so we thought we'd reach out to you, see if you can bring your pack down. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, I'll, hitch, him up to the, I'll hitch him up to the sled. We'll be over as quick as we can. Uh, probably won't be there till tonight, though. So uh, don't wait up. I hope it's not an emergency. So uh, Seeker Gavallo is on his way with his dogs. And presumably their sweat. And uh, is there anything else you want or need to do while you're here? Anything else that you feel is useful to you? So I, I saw that in the symbiosis one, there is one to like select how you've laid a trap. But I wanted to ask if I could try, okay, here's the plan to try and, and find like a good ambush spot. Yeah, a cunning plan for how to deal with the monster. That's, that's what it is. If, you, if your cunning plan is to ambush uh, the monster, then that, that would be the role for it. All right. What do you suppose we should do? We need to get at its feet and at its mouth. And I, since it's essentially a big turtle, I'm thinking of some kind of depression or slope where we could draw it into flipping over on its back. Does it like belly ribs? I assume it does. I'm your man. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we rely on you. Okay, so you're going to try and offer it belly rubs while it's rampaging through the desert? Yep. Okay. It's a is this plan especially bold or daring? <laughs> I mean, I'm rolling to find the spot where to flip it over. Right. Not yeah. So um, that is roll plus fine. Two six nine. Yeah, three, one. Oh, run, no. run through. Yeah. And do you have any aces that you would like to contribute? To oh that yeah. Role? I will already use my like tracking ace uh let me see what else i have real quick analytical thinking methodological investigation gotta get a four but you can do it i'll try it, yeah i'll burn my analytical thinking okay and that's a 1d4 correct it is whatever you get it'll bring you up to some kind of success so it's you're at a six you got a one that brings you to a seven at the least so that's good that's a, so uh that means a seven to nine pick just one from the list foreseeable risks what do we need to make this plan work unforeseen risk tell me what i need to make it work don't tell me the risks like you'd never tell someone else the odds. Okay. <laughs> so as you are uh, expounding upon this plan to your comrades, you hear someone walking by and uh, the dulcet tones of that old lady from the marketplace float to your ears. And she says, oh, you're going to try and flip over Ubasi? 
Is that what I hear? That's our working theory, yes. I see. Well, have you considered that Ubasi's paws will already be weighed down by the sands of the desert and the debris of their destruction? That may make it easier to do, but you will still need some type of either great shock or some type of weighted lever that will knock them down. Either surprise them greatly with a shock or knock them over with a large mechanical lever of some sort. We had to construct one in order to flip Ubasi off their back at one point a few weeks ago. Strangest thing, they tripped and landed right on their back and they just could not get up. That darn turtle shell was so heavy. So we had to make a giant lever and use the wall as a fulcrum. But we did it. We got Ubasi back on their feet. Oh, I do miss Ubasi. You know, the nice Ubasi, not the one who destroyed half our town. Is your lever still standing or was it crushed along with the wall? I think it might still be around somewhere. Hmm. And the old lady's looking around and says, uh, you know, I think, yes, I, I think we laid it alongside, one of the, we laid it in, inside one of the tunnels because the children kept sliding down it and getting splinters in their bottoms. So we had to put it away. It's somewhere under the village. It was painful. Did I see it when I was down in the fire spider cave? Not that cavern, but, you know, somewhere in that area. You could, you know, go and ask the spiders if, if they know where it is. You seem to be on decent terms with them. All right. That sounds a bit weird, but I'm going to go read a story to some spiders and ask him a question. All right. What's the title of the story you read to them? How Velico Got His Dancing Slippers. Okay. The spiders cluster around you, enraptured by your storytelling. Uh, some of them do. A lot of the spiders just wander off to, you know, do whatever it is that the spiders are doing down here in the dark. And when you come to the conclusion of your tale, they leap up and I suppose you make your request. Have you all seen a giant wooden lever, what they used to flip Ubasi over a couple fortnights ago? There are a few flashes of acknowledgement, and uh, the spiders, a couple of them race off ahead of you with their glowing ember abdomens to take you down a series of tunnels. Uh, you're able to find the large lever, but uh, you know, you'll probably need to get some people to help you pull it out. This very large lever. By this time back on the surface, uh, Seeker Cavallo arrives with his dogs. And uh, he's got a barrel of dog sweat to add to the partial barrel of dog sweat you've got. And he says, I hope this is going to be enough to treat the goo foot in something that large. Have you thought about how you're going to inject it? Do you have a system? Hi, boss. Well, we've been talking about using this lever that the townspeople made to flip Ubasi onto its back from its back onto its stomach a couple weeks ago. So we're going to use that and we're going to flip it onto his back. And I imagine that Yarrow is going to somehow subdue it with uh, belly rubs while Isa uh, takes care of the feet problem while I take care of the fact that it also has giga scurvy. Giga scurvy. That's terrible. Yes, but we have enough sweet potatoes to treat it now. Oh, good. One of the creatures over in Sector 2 had giga scurvy Last month, it was devastating. Two teams were parboiled alive before we were able to apply a possible poultice. How did they, uh, how did the team that uh, did it successfully escape parboiling? Honestly, I think they just got lucky. They had these like slingers, slingshots. They were able to fire enough packets into its mouth. Good shots. Great idea. Okay, duly noted. Uh, with the giant lever, and the arrival of the remainder of the dog sweat, I'm going to tick the last box in your in your synthesis clock, which means it is time to roll pharmacy. And you have succeeded at all of your tasks here, which means that you get a critical ace. So let's make sure we remember we have one of those. Pharmacy. 
When the clock is full and it's time to move on, check the clock. If every segment is marked success, gain a critical ace and have every member of the group name one thing they're taking with them into the confrontation with the monster. Yeah, so we don't have to roll here, I don't think, because you succeeded on each, on every segment. So yeah, you gain a critical ace and you have every member of the group name one thing they're taking with them into the confrontation with the monster. So who knows what they're bringing with you? Well, is medicine a given or do we have to? That's a good question. And I don't know the answer to it. <laughs> okay. Think about if there's anything else, and I will attempt to consult the creator of the game. Let's uh, put a pause in here, and you can all think about the thing you want to take with them into the confrontation as we head into the final symbiosis phase. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. I'd like to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katsi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people the treaty land of the Sawasan First Nation. Of course, you can continue to support uh, Indigenous land protectors and Indigenous rights in a variety of methods. One way is going to inistuten.camp, which you can find a link to in the show notes. Learn about the ongoing fight against evasive and illegal pipelines, which are still going forward even now during the pandemic. I've been Matt. My pronouns are he and him. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash brokensunrpg. And I've been joined today by three lovely individuals. We've got Velvet. Hi, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us through this. My pronouns are Shifei, and you can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. And we're joined by Michael Blood. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I've been Michael Blood. You can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. Looking forward to get back to this if we can. And looking forward to hearing from you. And finally, we're joined by Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. I am she slash her. You can find me on Twitter and other internet places as Be a Space Cat. And thank you from viewers like you or listeners like you. Yeah, you can tell I'm starting to lose it here. <laughs> not very, uh, very good at forming coherent thoughts. It may not be coherent, but they're certainly genuine and heartfelt. Oh, thank you. A genuine and heartfelt thanks to all of you for joining me uh, to test out this game. I'm having fun with it. And a thanks to Sandy Pug Games for providing us with a preview version of the rules. This is going to be up on Kickstarter. There'll be a link in the show notes. And uh, make sure that you support this. It's extremely cool. It is an awesome game. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to mm-hmm. seeing where it goes. So until the next time, all the best. All the best. All the best. Space quids. Space quids. Of course, space quids. Mm-hmm.